Welcome back, family. This week's guest has become an instant favorite here at the Brownstone. Engaging, intelligent, and talented hip-hop artist Just has seen both sides of the entertainment industry. He stopped by the stoop and shared his journey through the highs and lows of hip-hop. Now, through it all, he has maintained his upbeat attitude, and we're so happy that he is here to tell his story, and we can't wait to share it with you. Check it out, and make sure that you check us out on the website at viewfromthestoop.com. Let's go. So, we start the same place every time, and it's uh, a question that I love to ask. Tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and how you got to where you are. All right, all right. Uh, My name is Jess, and I'm from San Diego, California. And pretty much there's a long story to how I got to where I am now. Um, And pretty much things got really cracking when when I won the BET Hot 16 contest, and that was in 2012. This was a year that that uh, DJ Khaled was hosting it actually. And he picked me to be a finalist in the contest. Okay. And then I won by a landslide with over like 10,000 votes. It was crazy. And it was big at that time because of course, nothing really comes out of San Diego involving music. <laughs> involving the hip hop music. Right. I'll say that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, after that, I performed in the BET Cypher and that was with, Hobson, Schoolboy Q, Mystical, and Mac Miller. And um, after I performed in that, um, I was also recording a mixtape. It was going to be my first major mixtape, and I was doing it at Interscope Studios. Okay. And I was talking to uh, one of the reps at Interscope Studios. I don't want to say his name. (laughs) But... um, Things did not go right. Um, things that were certain things that were promised to me and everything like that did not get fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was cool that I got to record there, you know what I'm saying? But things that actually didn't get past the A&Rs and, and stuff like that as promised. Mm-hmm. So pretty much it was a waste of time. And I was also told not to promote myself and BET, you know, it's kind of stuff like that. So pretty much my buzz fell off super crazy. You know what I'm saying? And after that, I fell into bad managers, fraudulent labels, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just took the time off to learn about the game. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to deal with that mess anymore. So you switched to management. You know, like out, I said, right? was, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, definitely switched the management out. So who are you with um, now? But yeah. So now I'm with Right Way Management. Okay. Well, yeah. that's fitting the name is right way because you had to, to, to go the wrong way to get the you right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. So everything's back on four track. years, you know? Mm. Yeah. So as of now, well, I guess let's, let's let's circle back to the beginning. At what age did you decide you wanted to be an uh, artist? Well, I've been performing since I was five years old, and mm-hmm. I actually started out singing. Mm-hmm. But that was just, of course, the following footsteps. My big brother, Mike, and my dad, Okay. they sing, you know what I'm saying? And my big brother, he's a choreographer. That's what he does professionally. And um, I fell in love with hip-hop at the age of eight. As soon as I heard Tupac's voice, I was I was gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At that age, I couldn't understand what he was talking about and things like that. But what I loved about Tupac was his attitude mm-hmm. and how he was just fearless you know so can you imagine like 
a little eight-year-old kid running around the house with a bandana on time, you know <laughs> playing video games, playing, playing NBA Live 95, you know what I'm saying? Right. That was me. And then when I really started to rap and wanted to take it on professionally, that was at the age of 14. Okay. So did you just hit an open mic or you wrote in a notepad? How did, how did you start to formulate who you would, who you would become? Um, of course it was just, I was, I was really, I was, I, I was like a serious hip hop head around that time. Mm-hmm. My favorite rappers to listen to was Ludacris, Cassidy, Busta Rhymes, of course, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. uh, Bow Wow, because he was my age right. and I was watching somebody my age doing it. You know what I'm saying? I still like Bow Wow to this day. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think a, a bunch of rappers, you know what I'm saying? But when it came to learning how to write, my dad taught me song formula, ABC, mm-hmm. how to put a hook together, how to, you know, write verses, how long it should be in a song and everything like that. My big brother told, taught me how to count bars, 16 bars, 32 bars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and going with that knowledge, I would then just try to mirror song formula of things like my favorite songs on the radio how long that verse was okay my verse should be that long see checking their formulas and seeing what just the major hits are sounding like so i would try to write just like that and i got pretty good and started writing my own stuff and then my first solo show i believe was at a small open mic type what was an open mic it was a showcase Mm -hmm. it was a small showcase in la and I forgot where it was at, but I totally bombed because <laughs> I was performing the first song I ever wrote, uh-huh. and I forgot all the lyrics because I was so doggone nervous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just freestyled the whole entire thing, and <laughs> nobody was really clapping. You know what I'm saying? They don't care how young you are. They'll get to be straight. That's LA, baby. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but that was that was funny. That was my first performance ever. So when was and the moment after you, that? I, I was loving it. What was the moment you said, "All right, I'm not just okay with this. I can make this a career." I think when I the moment that I first started thinking about that, well, well that was pretty much when I wrote my first song, and that was mm-hmm. when I was 14 years old. From the start of it. I just really wanted to get into it because I was seeing pretty much all my favorite rappers and the songs that they make. I was like really big on watching documentaries, not just watching the music videos like everybody else growing up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My dad, he has documentaries on documentaries from The Temptations to Marvin Gaye Mm -hmm. to you name it. You know what I'm saying? So I really studied up on the game and I was like, I I definitely want to do this. So, um, from there, you know, you've done your first showcase. What was your first break? My first break was definitely the BET Cypher. And that was when, uh, let me think. Oh, I'm sorry. Scratch that. That was not the first break, really. Um, What got me to that point was when I released the Freestyle World Remix to uh black and yellow Wiz Khalifa's black and yellow okay I titled it blue and yellow because I'm from San Diego and San Diego's team is charged right so of course their colors blue and yellow um when I recorded that that got about 
80,000 views or something like that. So that was YouTube. And it was in a very short time span. Yeah, that was on YouTube. And um, Ryan Matthews, who is now on the Eagles, he used to be on the Chargers. Right. He actually Facebooked me. <laughs> and I didn't know if it was really him or not. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the freaking avatar picture was just some dude in tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Not really showing his face. <laughs> And he hits me, he goes, hey, yo, let me get the MP3 to that. And at the time, I was doing this thing where if you wanted the MP3 to me, from from me, I would take down your email and put you into this, like, this fan list, you know what I'm saying, the fan email list type right. of thing. And he hits me back going, LOL, okay, I'll, I'll send you that. So I'm thinking, like, who's this a-hole, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> at the arrogant, you know what I'm saying? I, I click his page, and I, I look at it, I'm like, Hold up. Yo, um, so I message him. I'm like, is this Ryan Matthews with the Fresno State Ryan Matthews? Was number twenty five Ryan Matthews at Fresno State, now number twenty four on the charges? <laughs> I like I literally wrote him back, you know. And it cracks up. He goes, Yeah, man, it's me. Um I at that point I was floored. I was like, yo, dog, I'm a huge fan, uh, I gave him everything he needed. And then from that point, that video just took off and I um I released a mixtape after that called Luminous Reality and that mixtape got featured next to Ace Hood's mixtape and BOB's mixtape on datpiff.com and I believe that was in that was either 2011 mm-hmm. or the same year as a cipher I can't really remember but um Definitely, that's what got me some buzz. So it had to be surreal to to see your name up there with the the basically the place you're trying to get to, and now suddenly you're there. Did that change oh, everything yeah. for you? Did you have to switch your your mind state, or you just buckled down and kept grinding? I just buckled down and kept grinding because, of course, you know, getting like YouTube notoriety and that piss notoriety, it really doesn't change much. It says to people like that you about to do something. (laughs) It says, oh, man, big ups to that person. You know what I'm saying? He's up there with B.O.B. and so and so. But I'm still not on BET. I'm still not on MTV. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I don't got a deal. And um, of course, after that was when I was trying to do the uh, BET Cypher thing. I didn't even think I would get picked, mm-hmm. and I did, and then I won. <laughs> That's <laughs> when things started to get crazy, right. you know what I'm saying? So is there anything that you, you would take from what you, how you started to where you are now? What was the most important thing that you had to learn to get to where you are? Oh, man. Most important thing that I had to learn was, first of all, learn the business. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes, honestly, for whatever you're doing. If you ain't in music, whatever, whatever business you're doing, you got to learn about the business first. You know what I'm saying? It's all fun and dandy to go in the studio and record, jump on stage and perform, sign autographs and all this kind of stuff like that. But, man, if you don't know what's going on on the back end, you know what I'm saying? If you don't know who got your publishing, if you don't know, <laughs> you know, all this stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You you really got, oh, and copywriting. Oh my gosh, because I, I had a bad situation with that. Right. <laughs> Actually, Jazzy Management, who manages like the East Siders and stuff like that, he's the one that actually taught me about copywriting. And now it don't matter even if I'm even finished with a joint in the studio, I'll copyright the idea. 
Okay. I don't go, I don't do anything without that. You know what I'm saying? But, but definitely, man, learning the business is something that I had to learn for myself. And um, also another thing was not to, not to chase anybody, not mm-hmm. to wait on anybody. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get something done, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Have a team and all that stuff, but definitely find out how it can get done yourself too. And if you can do it yourself, do it yourself. <laughs> I have no problem with, you know, buckling down and getting the work done on whatever it is. Just because I'm an artist, I'm not just going to sit there and do artist things and, you know, pretty much leave it up to some other person to get some work done. That's something you said that I, I find very interesting because a lot of people, especially a lot of young people now who are trying to get into uh, the industry, don't understand the importance mm-hmm. of having a team. Um, there's a lot of people who don't who think they can do everything themselves. How important to you was it to get with the right management team and move forward? It's very. It was very important to me because I mean, I guess back in the days of yeah of getting on mm-hmm. because you have talent. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like you really didn't need somewhat of a team at this point, at the starting point, you know what I'm saying, at the amateur level, because you're just trying to get seen. But now in this day and age where it's just all about your numbers, music is more about being an entrepreneur. So with that said, you have to have a team because you, you need people to focus on every single aspect. Like I have my manager, Elton, you know what I'm saying? While I'm recording in the studio or doing whatever, if something comes up and they want to talk to me about whatever, I'm like, here, here goes Elton. You know what I'm saying? Elton right. to talk to him. <laughs> right. And I can keep on doing what I'm doing. You know, um, we got people on the PR side that are working for me that are getting things that I can't get myself because they have that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a village like like the old saying, you know, what I'm saying it takes a village to raise a child and like two heads are better than one. You know, what I'm saying same aspect goes with an artist. Mm-hmm. You got to have people in every aspect. And that goes with your booking agent, your manager, your PR, your lawyer to look over your contracts. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything has to be covered because nowadays the game has changed. The biggest example was Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. Nipsey Hussle definitely thought about music, not from an artist aspect, but from a CEO Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even talking about like a CEO of a record company. I'm not talking about Birdman and them. I'm talking about Sam Walton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was thinking from that aspect. He was with Epic. All right. They shelved him and he didn't want to be shelved, of course. And he was also going through law troubles. So he got a lawyer, got out of that contract, but he still had his advance. All right. He took the advance, built his own studio, and just put out mixtape after mixtape, built that buzz. He had the buzz, so now he's looking at the rule of supply and demand. 
Okay, his buzz grew so hot that he knew people would buy his music because he was the hottest thing coming out the West Coast. Mm-hmm. This was around a time when there was no more Dre because things weren't really popping off for Dre. He had legal battles even with Interscope. Right. So nothing was coming out the West Coast. All right. He sold his album for for a hundred <laughs> and he made a hundred thousand right. in one week. You know what I'm saying? That's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Who the heck's gonna buy an album for a hundred? I still won't do it. <laughs> but yeah, he I, knew that his fans would. I remember you know seeing that and thinking, "What? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. brilliant! You don't need that many people to buy it. You just have to get the right people nope. to buy it." Yep. So speaking of, um, Clint did something stupid and sold it for a million. That didn't oh work. yeah. <laughs> No, um, they sold the one copy, and it was beautiful. And we'll never hear that out. But they made it. They got their check. And, 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 hey, more power to them. If somebody's willing to pay, then let them pay. Um, Back to the music for a second. Talk to me about how we got to riding. So, okay, riding pretty much came along when I was just – of course, I was recreating myself. I used to go by the name of uh, Jay Bird, the Purdy Boy. That was my first rap name. Mm-hmm. That was my nickname given to me from my mother. The Jay Bird part, okay. the Purdy Boy, came later in high school. Me being a little cocky little teenager. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, when I was reinventing myself after the cipher and everything, my my hiatus, I was just looking for beats, and um, I found this kid. His name is Ethan. And he goes by Midi Beats. His production company is called Midi Productions. Mm-hmm. And um, the beat was just dope to me. It was smooth. It had that bounce. And I'm like, I need this beat. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about uh, Jay-Z's quote. You know, Jay-Z, when he listens to beats, he says, how can I be the missing instrument in that beat? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how he goes to writing. And he said, if you hear something instantly, you think it's something, definitely get that beat. So I got it. And I listened to it for a while. And I realized, okay, this is a beat that I hear myself telling a story or, you know what I'm saying, doing something real smooth. And of course, when you think smooth, you think about the ladies. Now, me and myself, me, me myself, I like to, I like to tell stories that are true. Okay. And also, if it's not something from me, I like to say something influential to the world, things that can make people think, you know, and writing is about is somewhat of a somewhat about the relationship between me and my girlfriend, because the way we met, she was actually going out with one of my friends years ago. I've known her for eight years Mm -hmm. and uh, he wasn't treating her right. (laughs) It was around the time when I had just turned 21. And I started going to 21 and up clubs. My friend was a, was a promoter and she was his girlfriend. But when she would leave the club, you know, he would just go and talk to whatever was out there. And it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like the first time I met her, she had a slow motion walk in the building. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) When when I I saw her, I'm like, oh my God, who is this? Like, that's his girl? Like, oh shit. Okay. Don't say anything to her. You know what I'm saying? But after a while, they broke up. Mm-hmm. So I took my shot and I talked to her. And um, 
you know, pretty much it was just instant. Our chemistry was just crazy. You know what I mean? Of course, things turned bad around that time when, what you call, he found out that we were talking and then she didn't want to talk to either one of us. Mm. And I thank God she came back into my life five years later. <laughs> but that song is pretty much about our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's also about other situations, just me living in San Diego, seeing black men mostly how the how they treat women mm-hmm. period it's like i mean i know it's california we got the cream of the crop we got the cream of the crop most beautiful women ever you know what i'm saying but doesn't give you the right to act stupid and you know if you want to be single be single right. you know what i mean you don't have to be in a relationship and cheat on the girl you with and try to talk to this girl and that girl and that girl you know what i mean so it's just all about being a man, a real man, and treating whatever woman, whoever woman where you're with, right, correctly. You know what I'm saying? Being a gentleman. And if that's your girl, if that's your lady, put her on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Show her how much you care about her. You know what I'm saying? And that's where riding comes from. So how would you describe yourself as a as an MC? As an MC, straight up, I'm a punchline rapper. Okay. And I say that because I base my my style on just off the music that I used to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was in the Cassidy, Jay-Z, Ludacris. And in that time, mm-hmm. rap was all about that punchline flow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got lines where I say, murder cats and Freddy Krueger, the family's thoughts of mourning. Flow so devilish, make a demon say Satan is boring. Like, <laughs> like I got crazy bars, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it comes from that time. That's that's the kind of rapper I am. I also like to have fun, you know what I'm saying? So I make crazy club joints. And when I make a club joint, I think about the times that I've gone to the club, how crazy it was. And I like to describe that moment and put it in the song so when you hear it you feel like yo i need to go out <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's the kind of artist i am so what's next where can we catch a show where can we you know get some music definitely riding is what we're promoting right now that's a new single yeah mm-hmm. just dropped that single uh this past monday uh and the music video so that's available on all digital outlets, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, all of that. You know what I'm saying? And um, next, we're going to be releasing a new single. I'm not sure which one we're going to release first, but mm-hmm. I got two joints. Well, we got two joints that we're thinking about. And um, one of them is called Here We Go. That's mm-hmm. a crazy club joint. And the, the people that I let listen to it, they freaking love that song. Actually, from what I hear, I mean, I'm from Cali. But it has an Atlanta feel. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. I like Atlanta music. I like a lot of hip hop. Yeah. But um but yeah, that's uh something that we're looking to release. I also got another joint where it's just that that punchline flow and I'm probably gonna get a feature on it and I'm pretty excited about that one. And there's actually no title for that one yet. It's not even finished yet. But yeah, we working man. So well, before we uh, move on, where can the people find your music and how can they get in contact with you? So I got a website. It's called justlikejust.com. That's J-U-S-T-L-I-K-E-J-U-S. All my social networks are just like just. So uh, Twitter, 
Instagram and Facebook. I got a SoundCloud as well. That's just like just everything is just like just. Okay. So here's a question I love to ask rappers in particular. Who inspired yeah. you to get back in the studio and go harder? Who, who have you um, heard recently where you were like, yo, whole... I, I gotta, I gotta beat that. To be honest, recently, not too much. Okay. That's, um, that's fair. I listen to, yeah, <laughs> I listen to sometimes when I, when I don't really hear great things to inspire me, I just go back to the old music I like to listen to, like the game's old albums or mm-hmm. Jay-Z black album, you know what I'm saying? Blueprint one, blueprint two, three, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, um, I guess, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, there is one artist that I do love right now. Uh, her name is Keelani. Okay. And right now she has a song called Distraction. Yeah. She is an awesome, unique artist. Like, it's like, if you would take, you remember Total? Of course. Okay. It's like back in those days when those girl groups was out, mm-hmm. it's like they were piecing all those girl groups together because they were looking for an artist like Kilani that embodies all of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I get when I listen to her. She's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. She's a singer. <laughs> and her vocal ability is amazing. I, I really would love to work with her if, mm-hmm. if I get there. You know what I'm saying? When I get there. Right. Um, another artist that I like is Kent Jones. DJ Khaled just signed him. Mm-hmm. And um, he's very dope. His his wordplay is crazy. He's a rapper and he's also a producer and fluent in multiple instruments. He's awesome. I like him too. All right. So um, we always end in the same place. And it's a question that uh, we've already asked you what's next, but where do you see yourself in five years? That is super easy. So I actually got it all mapped out. So first year, I I definitely am trying to, to of course, build up the buzz, build Mm -hmm. up my name, you know what I'm saying, to get the attention of the majors. I preferably want to sign to uh, Epic. Are we the best Epic? You know what I'm saying? Mm Because DJ Khaled is now under Epic. And I really admire DJ Khaled because he's very positive. Mm -hmm. I want to sign to them in the first year. Second year, of course, I want to release two albums. By year three, I want to be at least two Grammys in. Year four, I want to be working on my third album going on to the fourth. Mm-hmm. And of course, by year five, I want to at least have an imprint under a major or my own imprint to bring other artists on. I will say in the two and a half plus years of doing this, uh, you're the first person who has had a year by year plan, which is incredibly impressive. How do you get that drive? <laughs> Where's that drive that's, come that's from? That's just because of how long I've been doing it. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I'm not no, I'm not no young cat. You know what I'm saying? It's just of me studying the game uh-huh. and the knowledge that I have versus how times have changed. Because right. you really can't do things like that back in the old time frame. Because in the old days, it's like okay, you get seen if you got talent. Nowadays, it's like. You get seen if you got the budget. <laughs> so now anybody can get on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not even competition no more. It's just who got the hit now? Okay, let's move to them. 
You know what I mean? With something that easy, you can capitalize off it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. So there's a young man, young lady out there right now who may be listening and is looking for their door to the industry, their door to being heard. If you could give them one bit of advice to, to, to walk away from this with, what would that be? Well, one bit of advice is something I never do. I like to, if I can give a lot of advice in one statement, I'll do that. Hey, Mike is yours. <laughs> but what I say is, if you want the door open, if you want to kick that door open to be seen, the door is already open, young man. The door is already open, ladies. You got to just do what you want to do. You want to be a rapper. You want to be an artist, any kind of artist that you want to be. Just be that artist. Mm -hmm. We have social media. We have Instagram. We have YouTube. First thing you do is create your sound. Make sure you know what you want to put out. All right? When you have that sound, go ahead and put out your best record. Make sure it's mixed and mastered, copywritten. Make sure it's done right. And if you don't know what to do, study first. There's books, there's documentaries, there's YouTube videos you can see for free that'll tell you step-by-step step what to do. It's very easy. And then once you get it out there, make sure you got the budget to promote it. And to get that budget, all you got to do is have a job, save up, <laughs> and put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Once that buzz increases, you'll be getting booked. Trust me, if it's hot, if it's hot and people like it, Trust me, you'll be getting booked. And once you get booked and you're getting all around all these places, you'll be getting hit up by these labels. But it's all about, first and foremost, exactly the path of what you want to do. Make sure you know exactly what you want to do before you do anything. Listen, man, once again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, that might have been one of the best pieces of advice anyone's ever given on this show and um, so you you now have the best five year plan and the best <laughs> bit of advice. So two high watermarks, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, you got to come you, back. Man. You got to come back when you drop a project. Um, you got to come back no get, when you drop a, a album or a mixtape. Give us a track by track. You know, come on and talk to us about what your Word. thoughts were. Because um, we Word. we talk to a lot of people. There aren't that many people that truly impress me. Um, I'm I'm a hard dude to impress. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with Jay and Nas and, and Big and um Yeah. You know, <laughs> um when I heard riding, the first thing I could think in my head was, Oh my god, it's kinda like um you remember when Loon dropped with Bad Boy and he had those Yeah. That's that was the first thing in my head when I heard the song. And um you already Man, I forgot about Loon. Yeah. yeah. It it jumped into my okay, I'll listen to this again box immediately where most things top in the mind man that's garbage <laughs> so um, keep doing what you're doing i really appreciate it and uh you got a fan over here in brownstone so we appreciate what you're doing thank you man